morning. I'm Rebecca Brownell. I'm in eighth grade and attend Marion Homeschool. So today I'm going to be talking about thankfulness to God. More than a feeling, it radically changes us by shaping our perspective of God, ourselves, and our situation. As we look at thankfulness as a part of prayer today, we are going to discover what thankfulness is and why we should do it. So I babysit, and one of the kids I babysit for is a four-year-old named Annabelle. I'm extremely close to her as I've known her for the past three or so years. As I was watching her and her sisters one time, she had been drawing with markers for quite a while. She then showed me her work and said, Rebecca the Brownell, I made this for you. Now her mom's name is Rebecca, so she sometimes calls me Rebecca the Brownell. As I looked at the drawing, I could tell how hard she had worked. It was a bunch of hearts in a rainbow of different colors, and it was beautiful. It meant a lot to me, even though I was the annoying child who threw every craft away, much to the craft lady and my mom's disappointment, I kept this one. Why? Because it was a heartfelt gift from someone I cared about. Maybe that's how God sees our words of thanks. For instance, while I could buy a piece of art of perhaps greater painting value, Annabelle's picture meant so much more to me because it was her heartfelt work she wanted to give. Now, God could probably get 10,000 angels to sing his praise and thank him for his glorious works, and he very well might have that going on right now. But I believe he wants his people to get beyond whatever their current feelings are and give thanks to him, the king of the universe. To get a better idea of what Thanksgiving looks like, let's look at Psalm 136. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. I won't read the full psalm, but here the psalmist goes on to list about 20 times to which God has been faithful to him. The psalmist praises the Lord for his ever-enduring love. He paints a great picture of what thinking God looks like. Now let's look at some scripture on Thanksgiving as a part of prayer. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Based on these verses, why should we practice thanksgiving in our prayer life? First, because God commands it. Here it clearly says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Second, because by personal experience, I can say it changes you. It's hard to get over my feelings when I don't feel like being thankful, but when I do, I'm richly rewarded with a changed perspective. I start to see God as someone deserving my utmost praise. I start to see myself as someone richly blessed and loved. And I start to see my situation as a way for me to see God's faithfulness. Also, notice what this is regarding. It says at the beginning of verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but, and then it goes on to mention thankfulness. That means that thankfulness is part of overcoming worry. There are several types of people in the world. There are the planners and perfectionists. There are also the spontaneous people who are okay with things not being perfect. I don't know about you, but in many areas of my life, I'm a planner and perfectionist. Now, unfortunately, I'm a perfectionist who isn't perfect, which is disappointing. 
It is easy for me to stress or be given to worry, but here it says that thankfulness is part of overcoming worry. To summarize, these verses tell us that thankfulness definitely matters to God. So is it okay to thank God when we don't feel like it? Yes, notice it says in every situation. It is perhaps even more meaningful when it's a sacrifice. I remember a time when being thankful was the last thing I wanted to do. About a year ago, my family was experiencing a difficult trial. My mom's clinical anxiety disorder returned for the second time. My whole family is okay with talking about it in the hope it might help or encourage others. It was something painful for all my family because my mom wasn't herself. Perhaps part of the pain was how difficult it was to talk about. Many think of anxiety as something caused by lack of trust in God or lack of spiritual discipline. With my mom, it was neither. It was a chemical mix-up in her brain she couldn't control. In fact, my mom is one of the most non-anxious people I know normally. It wasn't her fault, but it seems as soon as it's a mental ailment, there's a stigma that comes with it. Needless to say, it was a challenge that didn't make me feel like thanking the Lord. But every time I thought of the things I had, like an understanding God, supportive sisters, and caring friends, I no longer was a slave to my situation. In fact, I felt blessed and strangely joyful. A short while later, I had even more to be thankful for when my mom's anxiety ended. So now, what do we do? I challenge you. The next time you are experiencing an issue or fear, thank God for something. I'd recommend writing a list of things that you're thankful for times God's helped you in the past, blessings he's given you, or a character or trait of God. Watch how when you overcome your feelings through thanksgiving, he changes your perspective of yourself, him, and your worry. Thanksgiving is an attitude changer. When you realize just how important it is, it's no longer just a sentence. It's an essential part of prayer. Now McKenna is going to talk about asking God in prayer. Hello, my name is McKenna Hewlett. I am in eighth grade at Harding Middle School. Today I'm going to be talking to you about asking from God when you pray. God is your heavenly father. So like any earthly father, he wants to hear about your worries and struggles. He wants you to ask for help in all areas of your life, from your family and friends to your school and work to sin. First Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. God loves us so much that he wants to hear about all our wants and needs. God is always listening. It may not seem like God is listening when he doesn't answer your prayers right away, but he always hears you. 1 John 5.14 writes, And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. We know that God hears us when we pray. God can respond to your prayers in three ways. He can say yes, no, or wait. When God says yes... It is easy to praise and thank him, but it is when God says no that we have to stand strong in our faith and keep on praying. About two years ago, my dog got very sick. While he was rushed to the vet, I prayed for healing upon him. God, however, had a different plan for our family and said no. My dog died later that night. Through this tough time, God was able to help me and get me through this. Sometimes God hears prayers and grants blessings long after you ask. He does not promise to give blessings immediately. He only promises that he will do it according to his will and plan. Although he promises to answer the prayers of the faithful, he might say no or wait. 
God may allow us to persevere for months or years until we are completely dependent on him. Sometimes we are not ready to receive a blessing when we first ask. We may be too proud, or we may depend on earthly substances more than we depend on him. Maybe we would not value it, or the timing might simply be wrong. Whatever the reason, if what we ask for is good and in God's plan for us, he will give it to us at the best time possible. You just need to trust him. God, even, some people will experience hardships when they're young. Some people will experience hardships when they're older. But everyone will go through times where they need to trust God. Even I, at the age of 14, have gone through times where I have had to turn to God for help. Last March, I started having chronic back pain. Because the pain was so severe, I was unable to sleep at night and had to stop going to school for the last two months of the school year. I was constantly getting tests done, having blood drawn, getting an MRI and CT scan, but nothing came back out of the ordinary. I went to four doctors in total, all clueless why a healthy 13-year-old girl was having chronic back pain. Eventually, I went to see a doctor at the University of Iowa who specialized in children's backs. He, too, did multiple tests, but found nothing wrong. I was instructed to take medicine for the pain and to wear a back brace 24-7. By this time, I just wanted to be healthy again. I started praying and asking God for healing. Then, all of a sudden, my back pain started to decrease. After five months of continual back pain, the pain was starting to get better. It was a miracle. I was able to go back to school in the fall and stopped wearing my back brace in November. Now I am able to do most of the things I did before my back pain. The doctors didn't know exactly what caused my pain to decrease, but I knew it was because of God. He had answered our prayers. God had said to my family, wait, and we did. Because of this experience, I had the desire to know more about God. Since then, I've started reading the Bible every day. I believe God placed this event in my life so I would learn to trust him completely. He showed me that earthly solutions might fail, but God will never fail us. Prayer is simply communicating with God. All you have to do is ask God for his help. But sometimes I don't know what to ask for. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Pray about everything. God wants you to pray to him about all your worries. But when you pray, ask yourself, what does this show about your heart? Does your heart line up with God's heart? If it doesn't, God might say no. We must humbly ask according to his will and plan, not our own pleasures. So what should you ask for that would be pleasing to God? If I'm having friendship problems, I'll pray for guidance. Or if I'm fighting with my brothers, I'll pray to God. If I ever have an injury, I'll pray for healing. And I pray for protection over our compassion children. Those are all good things. God wants to give you your desires as long as they are good and line up with his plan. Now, if you're asking for the newest iPhone, lots of money, or help getting out of trouble, those may not be things pleasing to God. He is not a genie in the bottle, granting all the wishes you make, but he is your heavenly father who only wants the best for you. Sometimes the answers to our prayers don't come in the way we think they will, so we may have to look a little harder to see them, but he will always answer us. When we pray passionately and purposefully, according to God's will, God responds powerfully. Sometimes we only talk to God when we need something, but he should be a part of our everyday life. I find it is best to find a time and a place to pray. 
I know people who love to walk around in nature and pray, and I know others who like writing their prayers down. Whatever style you like, make sure you do it continually. God wants to hear you. He wants you to ask for help. Some may think you have to pray in a certain way, but that's not true. We have to be careful not to think of asking as a magic formula, as if we say the certain words and out comes the desired thing. This is prayer. This is talking to your Heavenly Father. No matter the person praying, the passion behind the prayer, or the purpose of the prayer, God answers prayers that are in agreement to his will. His answers are not always yes, but they're always in our best interest. The power of communicating with the creator of the universe should not be underestimated. Now Kaylee's going to talk about yielding to God during prayer. So my name is Kaylee Herr. I'm in eighth grade at Marion Homeschool. So already you've heard McKenna and Rebecca talk about Thanksgiving and how to ask God for requests. And now I'm going to talk about yielding and being patient while praying. Patience and yielding is, means remaining calm and giving up control. You can kind of think of praying like a traffic light. When you pray, like McKenna talked about, God can answer your prayer in three different ways. Yes, no, or wait. Waiting is kind of like a yellow light. You just have to slow down and yield. Romans 12.12 says, Let your hope keep you joyful. Be patient in your troubles and pray at all times. During February, my mom got really sick. She was constantly miserable and wasn't able to eat. She went through all the tests you could think of, but doctors couldn't find anything wrong with her. It was three months before we finally got an answer as to what was going on, and she started feeling better. When it first started, it was really easy to trust God that everything would be all right. But when it continued for months and there was no signs of it ever getting better, I had a question if I still trusted that God would work it all out. When God tells you to wait, it's easy to doubt God's love, get angry with him, or think that he never answered your prayer. We doubt that God loves us because we think that we know what the right answer for us is. And when God doesn't answer it how we think it should be, we think that he doesn't love us. Sometimes we can get angry with God because of our pride. We think that we don't deserve needing to wait. And other times, it can just seem like God's ignoring you and he never, and he never will answer your prayer. All of these different reactions are caused by a lack of trust. Romans 8.28 says, God works everything out for the good of those who love him. When God tells us to wait, we need to trust that he has a reason and a purpose for his answer and that his plan is good. While we're yielding, it's also important to remember that we can find hope and comfort in God. He knows exactly what we're going through. A good example of this would be in John 11, the story of Lazarus. Lazarus lived in Judea with his sisters, Martha and Mary. He was ill, so his sister sent word to Jesus, saying that the one he loved was sick. Jesus replied, This sickness will not result in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that the Son may be glorified through it. Jesus and his disciples stayed where they were at for two more days before returning to Judea, already knowing that Lazarus had died. Once Jesus arrived, he went to Lazarus' tomb with Mary, Martha, and their friends. Jesus was troubled by their weeping, and he wept as well. If you continue to read the whole story, we know that Jesus' whole purpose of going to Judea was to resurrect Lazarus, which he does. When Jesus cried, he wasn't mourning Lazarus' death. He knew that he wasn't going to stay dead. His crying was because the ones he loved were in pain. 
God does the same thing with us. When we're suffering, anxious, or in pain, God understands that and he goes through it with us. While we're waiting, it's easy to focus on our circumstances instead of on God. When that happens, we forget the hope and purpose that God provides us with, which then make us doubt and get angry at God. As we're waiting, it's important to keep on praying and reading God's word to keep ourselves focused on God and the hope that he brings. So as you wait, remember to keep your trust, hope, and focus on God. God has a plan, so leave it in his hands. Thankfulness, asking, yielding, prayer. You know, we, um, when we sat down and we started putting this, uh, this lesson, this message together, um, we looked at one particular passage. Um, and it's a passage that um, Jesus answered when he had a blunt question asked to him from his disciples and said, how do we pray? Jesus, how do we pray? And Jesus answered it bluntly as well. It's something that I grew up with, um, and that's what we call the Lord's Prayer. And so today, what I'd like to do to kind of finish off the message is just say the Lord's Prayer together as a family, as a community, as a body of Christ, as we spend these few moments here um, together, just kind of finishing off um, understanding what God's Word has done in our lives and the prayer that we can deliver up to Him on a regular basis. So we'll put the words up on the screen for those of you who might not know um, the Lord's Prayer, but why don't we pray together as a community um, of the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, thank you so much that you equip us with this incredible, phenomenal way of communicating with you called prayer. Thank you for giving that to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.